Hey everybody, this is Zachary Levi, and you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The number one TV podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Mel. This is Liz. And welcome to Chuck vs. the Podcast number 37 for Friday, January 22nd, 2010. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you all. You may have noticed that you didn't hear Gray chime in. Our illustrious co-host is busier than ever, so he entrusted us to bring you the podcast today. And we've got lots of news for you. Plus, we have an exclusive interview with Zachary Levi from Kaylee. She's a Chuck fan from Toronto. So uh, let's get to it. Yeah. Let's cover the ratings first. Although it's only been back for two weeks, Chuck has already aired four episodes. The two-night, three-episode event arrived with a bang. On Sunday, episode 301, Chuck versus the Pink Slip, that drew 7.7 million viewers and a healthy 3.0 preliminary rating among adults 18 to 49 in the all-important advertiser demographic. While episode three, 302, Chuck versus the Three Words, grabbed 7.2 million viewers and a 2.9 rating. On Monday, episode 303, Chuck vs. the Angel de la Muerta, oh, I know I butchered that, garnered approximately 7.3 million viewers and a 2.6 in the 18 to, 20, to 49 demo. This week, episode 304, Chuck vs. Operation Awesome, held steady with approximately 6.6 million viewers and a 2.5 in the 18 to 49 demographic. So I'm thinking... It's looking pretty good for Chuck right now. It really is. And, you know, I was, of course, interested to see what the premiere numbers were going to be, but I was really on the edge of my seat to see what this week's numbers were going to be because it didn't have the promotional firepower that the premiere had. You know, it was coming at us from every direction that, hey, Chuck's back. Did you know? So, so you know, the, the real test of an episode comes with the second episode, or in this case, the fourth, the, you know, the second week of after the premiere is when you really start to get a feel for how many, uh, what the viewership is going to look like. And I was actually, just as we were starting to record this podcast, had a comment come through from the site where someone was, um, again, freaking out because we lost 600,000 viewers from week to week. And apparently the, the show was doomed, doomed. <laughs> and I just wanted to point out that that is a, a very normal fluctuation. In fact, um, it's, it's, better than average from uh premiere week to second week every show loses viewers from week one to week two <clears throat> so i guarantee you that 
if you look back uh, historically at ratings, the ratings from a premiere episode or a premiere week in our case to the second week, there's always going to be a drop. It's nothing to worry about. What's really important is that 18 to 49 demo number, which went from um, it averaged uh, about 3.0. Well, let's see. We had uh, 3.0, 2.9, 2.6. So it averaged about uh, 2.8 last week, and it's 2.5 this week. Which, again, that, that's a drop, but it's really, from Monday to Monday, it's only a 0.1 drop, a 2.6 to 2.5, which is pretty good. That means advertisers are probably going to be pretty happy. And it's also important to point out that Chuck's situation is a little unique in that it doesn't really need to compete with other shows on other networks. It needs to compete with shows on NBC. It's just the state of NBC at the moment is that... Um, Chuck only really has to beat, for example, um, Heroes in the 8 p.m. time slot. That's where Heroes is airing in the fall, and it averaged a 2.0 in the demo and under 6 million viewers. So, uh, and if you've been watching the, the numbers for Heroes this, um, starting the, when it started back up in January, they were really, really bad. <laughs> um, like we're talking. Yeah. I, I believe this week's demo was a 1.8, which is in, in that had less than 4 million viewers. So that's, ter- that's terrible for heroes. Yes. But for Chuck fans, it's actually pretty good because it's making Chuck look better. Um, so I, and I also want to point out that right now, Chuck is the third highest rated show on NBC behind the office and the biggest loser. And that makes it the second highest scripted show on NBC behind the office. So, you know, Try, try to stay calm. Try not to stress. Look at it in, in that way because that's how NBC is looking at it. And, um, I have it on good authority that they are quite pleased with performance. And, um, yeah, so try not to freak out. In, in the words of the illustrious Sarah, don't, right. don't, don't freak, don't freak out. out. <laughs> There's no need. There's no need. Well, speaking of the season three episodes and inquiries, we've had a lot of questions about when the new episodes are going to show up on iTunes or on the Amazon on demand. And unfortunately, we just don't know. Um, we've emailed NBC and Warner Brothers, but as of press time, nothing. We haven't heard anything back. As soon as we know something, we will post it at checktv.net and checkpodcast.com. So keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, uh, patience is a virtue. That's all I got for you. Sorry. I'm eagerly <laughs> awaiting too because I can't do the screen caps until I can download a nice clean HD copy. So, yeah, yeah, that, that would help. Congratulations to Yvonne Strahovski who won the Eon Lines inaugural Girl on Top competition. She she beat out 127 other actresses for the number one spot. Go Yvonne! Way to go, Yvonne! Yeah, yeah. There was even a little interview with E at the uh, TCA press tour with uh, Yvonne and Adam where they were uh, basically telling you to, to vote for Yvonne and, and Adam fake voted for her on his phone right then. It was pretty funny. Why? So. <laughs> it's nice to know Adam's got her back. You know? Yeah, absolutely. She, actually, Yv- Yvonne said in that interview that the day before she had gone in and voted for herself. So she looked, <laughs> she looked kind of adorably embarrassed about it. <laughs> it was very good. Oh. oh well, it's good news. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad she won. Exactly, and it brings a little more attention to Chuck, which is even better news. So that's right. Uh, congratulations are also in order to Gray, who was featured in the Toronto Star on January 10th. 
uh, Gray and Chuck versus the podcast made a big splash in conjunction with the premiere of Chuck. They even interviewed Chris Fedak about us, which was amazing. He had nothing but good things to say about Gray and about the podcast. So thanks, Fedak. We appreciate that. You can see the online version on uh, ChuckTV.net and ChuckPodcast.com. Or if you happen to be in the Toronto area, there apparently was an even larger spread in the print version, which hardly ever happens. It's usually bigger online. But there was a, a larger spread in the in the print version along with some photos. So if you happen to live in the Toronto area, and I know we have a lot of Canadian listeners, um, see if you can't uh, grab a copy. You might check with Gray. I imagine he probably has a big old stack of them because he, we're, we're pretty excited about that one. So Yeah, yeah. So. Although I didn't get mine in the mail, so I'm... I know slacker. <laughs> like he's got to work or something. I know, right? Sheesh. Or he's got you know a family to take care of and stuff. I don't know. I don't oh, get priorities. it. I, I don't get it. Speaking of those Canadians, uh, we got a little programming note. Chuck is airing on Sundays, at least until the Olympics, on City TV. So you guys get to see it a day before the rest of us, you lucky ducks. Um, of course, we caution you about releasing spoilers. So far, they've been really great about that on the ChuckTV.net forum. Um, basically just giving an, oh my gosh, this episode was awesome! And then waiting until everyone else has t- seen it to actually uh, discuss it in any kind of detail. So thanks for that. But Yes, City TV, Sunday nights in Canada. You guys can watch Chuck before the rest of us. Awesome. Speaking of uh, what's going on out there, we want to get to our interview with Zach. So uh, for more news and interviews, plus Lou's review of each episode, visit ChuckTV.net. And thanks, Lou, by the way. Yes, thank you for taking that on. Yeah. Now we have an interview with Zach conducted by Kaylee, a Chuck fan from Toronto who was in New York City, was lucky enough to be in New York City when Zach was there to promote the show. So I'm Kaylee from Toronto and I'm a guest interviewer for Chuck vs. the Podcast. Welcome Zachary Levi. Thank you. How's New York been? Uh, New York uh, has been amazing. I, uh, I've been really blessed. You know, I've, I've been able to come to New York on someone else's dime for quite a few years now. You know, uh, on work and um, New York is just—it's such a magical city, uh, even when it's freezing out. And um, the reception's always been good. And, and it's—you know—it's just uh, amazing to be here. I love—I love to live here for a few years at some point in life, but. Um, you know, the press has been really good this week and we've been, that's one of the things that's great about the show is that we've always had a lot of love from the media since day one and a lot of support and it makes you feel good about what you're doing, you know, and Letterman, uh, went really well, I felt, and the Today Show was great this morning and so it's been a great trip so far. Awesome. And Chuck Fest is coming up this weekend. How do, how do you feel about that? Uh, great. I feel great. I mean, I, I've not heard of, and I'm... Not that I, I know every little in and out of every show that's that's been on the air ever, but uh, I've not heard of any other premiere party like this. I've never heard of fans coming together from all parts of the country and even the world in some respects. I think some people are traveling internationally to come to Chuckfest, you know, this big fan premiere party. Um, and, and the whole cast is going to go swing down. So, you know, unfortunately we have our premiere party and this uh, network uh, press event all on the same night so we don't have a tremendous amount of time to be able to spend with everybody but 
we certainly want to at least you know take a little bit of time to just give everybody love and just thank everybody for all the support you know we all have jobs now still because of our fans and the best in the world i love you guys awesome so you're doing voice work for rapunzel how is that different from being on the set of chuck um well very different i mean um for rapunzel i can walk in in my pajamas if i wanted to you know uh and um and just you know doing voice work in general is you really you know use your imagination in a way uh that you know on chuck we have all these great props and sets and, and costumes and, and other actors and everything you know you're doing scenes um but uh, when you're doing voice work, uh, you're creating a lot of that in your own mind and kind of, you know, imagining what the space is like. And um, but I've been a fan of Disney animation my whole life, and um, at, you know, at some points, I could probably uh, recite almost all of the music and dialogue to Aladdin when I was younger. You know, uh, singing all those songs. So to now be a part of that lineage and. Um, be you know a, a prince in the Disney archives is like it's mind blowing and, and such an honor um, but being able to be Chuck has been you know the greatest career blessing of my life so far it's opened all these doors I wouldn't be able to be in Rapunzel if it wasn't for Chuck I wouldn't have been in the Squeakquel if it wasn't for Chuck and whatever else God might have in store you know uh, a lot of that will all be based on the the doors that were opened through this job and and I love our cast and our crew so much and it's uh that's probably one you know one of the biggest treats about coming back for a third season is just not having to say goodbye to everybody and continue to keep having fun with them okay awesome. hey, so you directed an episode this season for season three what was that like amazing uh, I've wanted to direct for a, a long time um, specifically on Chuck, um, you know, it's a show that I, I feel like I know very well uh, and love very dearly. And um, we've had some really great directors come through, and I've been able to watch them do their thing and kind of learn, uh, make decisions about what I would want to or not want to do, and you know, the style of how I feel like things should go. And um, you know, and the, and the crew was so supportive. Everyone from even before I got the job, uh, you know, last season, people were asking me, "Hey, are you going to direct one? Are you going to do one?" And I was like, I, "I hope so. I'd love to at some point." And then when I was able to tell everybody that I was doing one, everyone was um, very excited for me and, and happy for me. And everyone uh, gave a hundred, hundred and ten percent. They always give a hundred and ten percent, but they really took care of me and made sure that I didn't screw everything up. So. Uh, and, and, I, and I've seen um, my episode and I'm really proud of it. I'm really happy with it. I, I, I hope that it goes down as being one of the best, you know? Awesome. So back to season three, what do you think will appeal to the new viewers that all the fans got for during all the campaigns? Um, well, you know, I, I feel like one of, the, one of the real selling points of Chuck is... Um, He's he's an everyman and um, and, a, and a fellow nerd and you get to and have been able to for the last two seasons live vicariously through him in these you know missions in this world of espionage and um, how weird and funny and awkward and all that could be uh, and is and now I feel like we're giving the audience an opportunity to live vicariously through some butt kicking you know like. Uh, what if, what if, you know, not only you had this intersect, but you had like this matrix to kind of tap into. And um, 
so it's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun being able to be in the fight scenes and uh, use trank guns and you know uh, you know and all all the same stuff too with explosions and fun uh, stunts and dangling off buildings and um, all of that is is uh, an adventure to be had every week and hopefully an adventure that everyone wants to be a part of with us and continue to be a part of. Um, so all of that is is uh, tremendous. So Josh Schwartz just joined Twitter like yeah. two days ago. Yeah. How do you think that Twitter and Facebook have connect helped you connect to the fans? Oh, it, uh, they're they are. Um, I'm trying to think of the word, but they're priceless. They're to be able to immediately communicate with fans. Um, you know, snail mail just doesn't cut it. Uh, uh, and now you can. I, I can just I can you know 140 characters and I can say thank you so much and uh, tune in to this and you know I've only got I think Adam Baldwin's got like 50,000 followers or something you like know so yeah fast. ridiculous and I'm yeah so fast. so fast I was on Twitter for like a couple months before he was and uh, I'm only now am I up to like 16,000 or something and he's got 50 I mean you know but he deserves it he's been in the business for so long and he's such an amazing guy oh my god Adam Baldwin is he's he's my rock he's so good um, but it it gives you a personal connection to your fans who and especially on a show like Chuck that are so crucial for us even still being around you know it's a really beautiful thing and uh, and I feel like it's kind of the future of what entertainment's gonna be um, and, I th and some people are kind of scared about that because you know, there's always been this divide, a, a protective, a, pr a protective barrier. You know, um, and you never know. There's there's some fans out there that are a little, who knows what they'll do. You know, um, but I have I have faith that if you can continue to keep a dialogue with your fans and appreciate them, and um, that they will respect boundaries. I, I'm 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 not too worried about that, and and I like being able to. Specifically, Twitter. I'm not very good at Facebook. I, you know, and and even at Twitter. I mean, a lot of people keep giving me crap. They're like, tweet more. I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm having a Starbucks now. Like, I, I, that's boring to me. You know, um, and unfortunately, even with big things, I don't necessarily do it. But uh, it's, but it's a good, it's a really cool thing. And I think, especially for for Josh, um, I think people having a direct line to uh, someone who created it not just the people in it but the, who created it i think is a really special thing hey thank you so much zach for talking to us today enjoy check fest this weekend and good luck with the season three thank you so much nice to meet you kaylee you too that zach he's such a nice guy uh you know it's just always a pleasure and a lot of fun to, to listen to an interview with him and uh, I love it when he gets serious <laughs> he, and he's like the best ambassador ever for a show you know yeah, yeah. He, really, he just loves it so yeah truly so thanks again Kaylee yes thank you Kaylee for doing that I'm sure it was just really hard on you yeah <laughs> but our <laughs> our correspondent in the field Kaylee well let's talk a little bit about the episodes that we've seen so far we've seen four episodes um, we're not going to do a really in detail um, recap because you can go to a lot of sites to see that, including ours. Um, the Fabulous Lou has been doing some nice recaps and reviews. But just kind of in general, um wanted to talk about, I mean, what really caught your eye, Liz, about these episodes? You know, what I'm really liking is the um, 
evolution of Casey. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see the rest of the season, how the rest of the season pans out for him, because it certainly looks like um, he's going to morph into, into uh, I don't know, something great, something wonderful, greater than what we've seen already. I mean, so far he's been the hard nails, marine trained, you know, agent and by the book, always by the book. And it just seems to me like this season they, they might be taking him in a whole new direction and maybe, I don't know, he's just, I like it, the change that he's going. He seems to be having more heart and uh, more, I don't know, Team Bartowski. Yeah, <laughs> they, that's a good point. He, he's he's playing more for the team than for himself now. Exactly. You I know. wonder if that's partially because the the kill order has been lifted. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I wonder if it's that or, I don't know, the change in command. Would that have anything to do with it? I, but I think I we started know. seeing that earlier than when Shaw showed up because and, – and now that I, we're actually talking about it, I think it is because the kill order was lifted and so he doesn't feel the the reluctance I – mean, well, he's I shouldn't say that. He's always reluctant to get close to anyone. But, um, you know, I think before he was really holding himself back from Chuck – because, you know, he didn't want to have any sort of an emotional connection with someone that he might have to kill. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's true. So that would make sense. But but why go with logic on this show? I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just liking it because I, I, I like the character so much. I I, I like the character. I, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail, but... I like Casey so much better than the Bymore characters, and I don't hate the Bymore characters. Yeah, I, I don't. I, they're a lot of fun, but sometimes, to me, sometimes it, they, their stories get a little annoying. I always feel at the end of an episode, my I think the 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 regret that I have at the end of an episode is a that it's over, but b that we didn't get a, enough Casey. It always feels like I I wanted more, and that may be the genius of the show. Mm-hmm. Is that they always leave you wanting more of something. And for me, it's always, I wish I had more Casey because he's just, Adam Baldwin is so good as that character. Yeah. And I mean, you can, we've had it, the opportunity to, you know, talk to him in person and, and uh, interview him a couple of times now and sort of interact with him. And, and the guy's got a wicked sense of humor. <laughs> and there have been times already this season when it's, you can almost see him trying so hard not to crack up because of what he gets to do. I'm thinking, you know, the grumpy old man routine in 302 or, and he has the hose. Yeah. Oh, you could tell he was just relishing that. And then in 304, the running gag from the, when Chuck and Devin tried to lie to Ellie, I decapitated the bear, babe. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had to, Chuck had to quickly save it by uh, telling her that no, it was actually that Devin had gotten drunk and he had wet himself and exposed himself. And that just kind of carries through until the very last when they come over for the dinner party at that Morgan's creating, which I don't know, the surprise. I, I hope everyone's up to date on their shots, but, and, and Ellie takes the wine from Casey and says he's had enough of that. <laughs> it's just, and Chuck will not tell him why she's saying that. <laughs> I love it. I love it that Chuck won't tell him that he's keeping that from him. It's just so, um, I don't know. It's yeah. just funny. I love that. Yeah. 
Funny. It also, I thought it was kind of cute too that Ellie just found that story more believable. I I think she genuinely cares about Casey and she genuinely cares about Sarah. I hope we get to see a lot more of them interacting, the, the group of them, because I'm, I like that dynamic. I really do. And, it's, um, you know, we got to see it from Shaw's perspective there at the end of three or four looking in. They really have become a little family. Yeah. A very dysfunctional one. Yeah. A family. Um, and I didn't know how to take Shaw's, you know, I didn't know. I couldn't get in his head that that last scene there. You know, uh, was he regretting? Was he, I don't know. It was, when he pulls out the ring and puts it yeah. on. Yeah. I think but, he's uh, grieving. Yeah. But yeah, that's, um, the interaction. We, you know, we got a touch of that at the beginning when we saw the girls getting together and yakking. And I you know, um, I'd like to see more of that because I think that's something that Sarah needs. Yes, definitely. And, you know, um, I was a little bit disappointed that it was Karina instead of Ellie, but it makes a lot more sense for it to have been Karina because Sarah can be more open. I mean, she wasn't completely open with Karina, although Karina saw right through her, but. You know, she didn't have to reserve as much of herself as she would have with Ellie at this point. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my uh, my take on it. What else? What else happened that? Well, there was a shocking um, moment that I just totally, completely. I didn't see it coming. Would you care to elaborate? Uh, Emmett. Oh, Yeah. Boy, that came out of nowhere, didn't it? You know, and the fact that nobody knows but Casey, right? Am I, I'm right, right? Nobody knows but I Casey. Think, hasn't... I think that's correct. They're not telling Chuck. They're, he thinks he got transferred to Anchorage. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. First Harry Tang gets sent to Hawaii, and now Emmett's quote-unquote in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder where the next one will be. Puerto Rico? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But. That was a startling moment. And I think it was, it was meant to be startling. Obviously, I think it was meant to show us that the ring is serious business and, and it's a whole new ball game on Chuck. Yeah. I was thinking that, you know, that, that scene, I, after I got over the shock of what I had just seen, I thought, Hmm, first I thought, well, this is so on Chuck like, and then I thought, wow, they're really going to get deep they're going to get a little darker this season so i'm thinking you're you're exactly right this is not going to be just you know um this is going to be something a lot more i think the ring having to do with the ring is going to be a lot darker a lot more sinister and i think there's going to be a lot more shocking moments like that i expect there to be um it's not always going to be i think this is a new chuck this season Uh a new like a new tone. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a new tone and feel that we haven't experienced before. There are some major, major twists coming up that are going to be huge. I mean, just, I, I think I mentioned on the forum that when I heard one of them, I actually swore and you know me, I don't do that. I don't, I'm not a person who cusses as a rule. And this was a serious, uh, yeah, I did not see it coming. It's brilliant. Um, I really hope nothing leaks ahead of time because, uh, yeah, it's so good. It's, it's such a a fantastic, uh, story twist that I, I hope it's a surprise to everybody because it's just, it's that good. It's one of those twists that you don't want to know going in. 
So the collective gasp when it happens is going to be <laughs> heard around the world, I think. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's talk a little bit about, um, well, we got more of Devin involved in the spy world. Um, at which at first he was all, this is awesome. And then once he kind of saw the reality of it, he was like, this is not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, which is kind of neat that, um, uh, you know, this guy who can do everything that for so long, I think Chuck has felt, um, inferior to. Now Devin has to go to Chuck and say, you're going to get me through this, right? You're going to get me through this, right? And Chuck, Chuck mans up. He says, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to help you. We're going to get, we're going to be fine. And, and then he had that fantastic moment in the, um, in 304 in the office building where Chuck does come to his aid and uses his duck hunt skills to take down all the enemy agents. Um, that was, that was great. And Devin, you know, breathes Just aside. Finally, yeah, looked at him and said, you're awesome. Yeah. Exactly. And that was, you know, that had to be so good for Chuck. I did want to point out that, um, and this just clicked for me today. I was reading something over at, uh, Chuck This Blog. I think it's checkthisblog.wordpress.com, I, I believe. Anyway, um, that, uh, somebody was talking about the fact that at the end of 304, Chuck goes to Devin and says, Angie's been, uh, not Angie Herman, um, Sydney has been taken care of. You know, she's been captured. You don't have to worry anymore. He doesn't tell Devin that she's been killed. That she's been killed. That was interesting. Which, think back to Chuck, uh, Chuck versus Santa Claus when Chuck sees Sarah kill that uh, bad guy. And he thinks he he can't hear what's going on. So he doesn't know that he was in danger. He thinks that Sarah just shot him in cold blood. And she comes to him not knowing that he's seen it and tells him that he's been captured and that Chuck is safe. And it was an interesting parallel. And I wonder if, um, if they're going to address that in any, any further as far as introspectively for Chuck, for him to maybe understand a little more where Sarah was coming from. Oh, 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 hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Or if it was just maybe for the fans, for them to see, okay, because I know a lot of fans were upset that it wasn't addressed in more detail, um, especially in third dimension, which was the next episode didn't really fit in there, but you know, they, they just gave a very quick conclusion to that. And I think maybe this is a way for the writers to say, okay, we get that you didn't really believe that resolution. So here now compare because yeah. they know we do. They know we do. <laughs> so, and I believe it was Gord who brought that up the first time. Um, that, that made that connection at first. So kudos to Gord for figuring that out. Yeah. That's, um, that's cool. I, I have to say I loved Devin through that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he's stepping up, isn't he? He stepped up and, and there were times where I really just felt bad for him. I, I no. just ate, I just was like, oh, you poor Which guy. Such an abnormal emotion for him. Yeah. For character. You know, usually you're just like, ugh, again, he's perfect. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. awesome work. Awesome work. Yeah. And congratulations to Ryan McPartland. You know, his, his character was only supposed to be around for a couple of episodes. And then originally in season one, he was going to get killed off. And now three seasons later, here he is an integral part of the spy world, not just um, Chuck's personal life, but his, his spy life too. So, yeah. so much better, so much better. 
Yeah. Anyway, so Shaw. Yeah. Shaw's introduction. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I is the big bad guy everybody's been afraid of. Yeah. Of what he's gonna do to Chuck and Sarah. Yeah. I don't know. I it's I find it interesting that um he he doesn't necessarily have well he doesn't necessarily he doesn't have the trust or respect that Beckman did. I find that pretty interesting. He's he's it's like he's got to fight to to take command of that team because they're, and they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna obey him all the time. They're not yeah. gonna <laughs> right off the bat. They're like screw you. Yeah, We're gonna go save Chuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, although he is right there, whereas Beckman wasn't. That's true. Oh, and speaking of Beckman, back way back at the beginning of three hundred one, I had no idea she was so tiny. I mean, I knew she was, but seeing her and Zach next to each other, her and Chuck walking after the failed mission, I just kept going, wow, that's a lot of presents for a tiny person. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's awesome that she could carry that off, you know? I know. Yes. So, but yes. So now she's turned, um, the, the, the management of Team Martowski over to Shaw at this point. He's the expert on the ring who we saw um, briefly in 302. We just saw like his leg and in a hand sitting on her desk when she was basically pleading with him to tell um, Team Bartowski something. We don't know what something. But um, there's, of course, the Chuck and Casey and Sarah don't know this, but the viewers know that apparently there's some major threat coming their way. And it looks to me like Shaw is there to kind of whip Chuck into shape to be ready for it. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what I thought was really cool was I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was the first time we'd we'd seen Beckman actually go to bat for that team. Yes, I think you're right. That is the first time we've actually seen her go to bat for, for Team Bartowski. So, um she does have their best interests at heart, I think. Yeah. She's juggling yeah. a lot. Yeah, you see it now, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel about Shaw, though, I tell you. Well, you know, I think I said before that I don't think we're supposed to like him. Team Bartowski doesn't like him right off the bat. They're not comfortable with him. They don't trust him. And I don't think we're supposed to either. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be a gradual process, both for the the characters on the show and for the viewers to uh, get to the point where, because they, they don't really know what his end game is and we don't either. And they're suspicious. They've been together for two and a half years now and, you know, you know, and, and they trust Beckman to an extent. So I, you know, I think it's only natural that it's going to take a little while for him to um, be accepted and respected and trusted by yeah. them. I, I got to admire his method, his training methods for Chuck, though. I got to say, throwing Tough him love. out, just right. Throw him out there. Either sink or swim, buddy. <laughs> I really liked his response to when Chuck kind of went off and did his own thing, which, again, that that was another. There's so many things to like about this show. Number one, I liked that Chuck's plan did not involve flashing to save Devin. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't involve flashing. Um, it it involved or uh, to to get to Sydney. I mean, it involved him using his computer knowledge, 
his, yeah. his you know, yeah. his engineering, his brain, mm -hmm. the, the check part of his brain to uh, implement this plan. But, but, and he's done this in the past too, where he goes off and does his own thing without telling Casey and Sarah, because he knows that they won't want him to do it. Right. So he just goes off and does it himself. And knowing though, that in the end they'll come to his rescue if he needs them. You no, know, he's, but this time he's got Shaw who says, you started it, you finish it. Right. Up to exactly. You. Which was powerful. And yeah. then of course, Casey and Sarah mutiny and took off anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> which, which ended I up love. to be, you know, a good thing anyway. But you know what? I, Chuck, you know, sometimes I think he, it gave Chuck the opportunity to see what he was made of, mm -hmm. you know, really without the, the cover, the blanket of, um, of Sarah and Casey. I agree. Um, you know, he had to step up. He had, he was out there on his own. He had to do something and he did okay. He did all he right. Did. It was good that, um, Casey and Sarah and Shaw ended up there at the end, but I, I think that was also a way for us to get a quick introduction to Shaw's management style. Yeah. Which is okay, Chuck, you want to be a real spy. Here you go. Right. This real, is it. Yeah. Real spies. Take responsibility and, and, uh, yeah, it was good. I like that. I really, really like that. Yeah. And we will see more of that. Um, I mean, it's even in 305 that's coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, Chuck versus the first class. We will see that again. So yeah. Yeah. And Chuck likes it. Chuck's like, Chuck likes it real good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now that he gets his feet wet. Yeah. I think once he kind of understands where Shaw's coming from there, he's, he's much more comfortable with it. Where Casey and Sarah, not so much. Well, you know, he's always been, he doesn't ever want, he, he's done staying in the car. He is done staying in the car. And did you notice that this time Casey and Sarah had to stay in the car? Right. Exactly. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yes. Well. Um, so there, what, did we have anything else we wanted to talk about with those episodes? There was so much, we had so much happening and four episodes. Yeah. It's, um, phew. oh, Angie Harmon. She was phenomenal. I was so sad that, that they killed her off. Yeah. That character, she was perfect for that character. She was cold as ice. Boy, I loved it. And just, yeah, I mean, just walking around on her stilettos with her, you know, her, her phone or whatever. and. Yeah. You know, that, that dark, the dark flirting with, uh, with, um, Devin. Devin. Yes. You know, that was, you know, that's, that's kind of scary. It is. It's, she's lethal. Oh man. Ooh. That she's was perfect that, casting. Love yeah. it. Excellent job. Excellent job there. Yeah. I am very sorry that there's not a chance for her to come back because she was, she would have been a, a really cool recurring threat. Oh yeah. Oh, cause she had, she had knowledge that Devin and Chuck were too, you know, that they were connected, but, um, you know, Devin wasn't actually the spy. Yeah. So she, you know, she could have made some headway with that, even though, as we found out in 304, the ring cells are decentralized, meaning they're not really sharing information, which is how that's, that's, I'm sorry, that's a plot hole. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get why they needed that for the storyline, but that, was uh 
just seems completely illogical to me. I hope that there's a little more explanation of the uh, method to that madness because I don't know if I were running some huge um, organization that was trying to bring down the U S government covert ops. Uh, I think I would share information yeah. with each other. I think there would be some working together going on. Yeah. Just, just a little. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but on the other hand, it does make it really easy for them to keep taking out ring operatives and not have the ring as a whole figure out what's going on. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, anyway, well done. Well done, Angie Harmon. Yes. Well and done. And casting. <laughs> yes. Well done show. Well done. Well, that wraps up our episode discussion for this time around. But there's still a lot to discuss. And, and probably when Gray gets back with us, we will talk a little bit more about what we thought about the show. I'm sure he has other insights that we can discuss. But for now, let's uh, let's give a little shout out to our sponsors, uh, Movie Morons at moviemorons.com. They're a podcast for movie lovers. And uh, they say, we want to fill your iPod or iPod facsimiles full to the brim with interviews, reviews, and in-depth conversations about movies. We'll talk about anything from the subgenre of underwater movies to the films of Francois Truffaut. As movie morons, we aren't interested in regurgitating plot and recounting the dating habits of actors. We're in it for the pure, non-snobby love of film. So moviemorons.com. Go check them out. They've got a really cool podcast that is indeed non-snobby. So truth and advertising. And also thanks to syrianjunkies.de, which we would pronounce here in the U.S. as syrianjunkies.de, the largest um, TV site in Germany. They cover all kinds of TV shows. So we encourage you to check them out. Right now they're talking about uh, White Collar and and, um, Glee, which is now airing over there. Vampire Diaries and uh, Crash and, and more. So go over to SyrianYunkies.de, check them out, and uh, MovieMorons.com. And thanks to them for um, supporting us. And I also wanted to give a shout out to a new listener slash uh, subscriber who uh, just wrote in this week to say that he had found us and was so pleased with what uh, we had in our podcast that he started donating. His name's Peter. And uh, we just want to say, hey, Peter, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, We've got a little bit of spoilers coming up, but if you don't want spoilers, now's the time for you to take off, to shut down, to check in next time. We want to say thanks for joining us, and thank you for all of your emails and comments. We encourage you to stop by podcastalley.com and vote for us there. We had quite the surge of votes in uh, January, so which we – Appreciate. Thank you very much for that. And uh, we encourage you to vote again. You can vote once a month over at podcastalley.com for Chuck versus the podcast to make us your number one uh, podcast. Uh, you can also email mail at chuckpodcast.com and put uh, subscribe in the title and we will add you to the email list to remind you about voting and uh, new podcast releases. And if you're um, over at chuckpodcast.com, feel free to uh, check out the merchandise that's available. The Chuck versus the podcast merchandise, and you can purchase Chuck-related items at our Chuckazon store. We get a little bit of a kickback from anything you purchase through Amazon via our links, and that helps support the podcast as well. So thank you for all of that. If you feel like making a straight donation, you could do that as well. We certainly appreciate all of your support, and we'll catch you next time.
And if you have questions or comments to share, please email us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. And we'll catch you next time. See you later. All right, so we're back with some spoilers for the next couple of episodes. Take it away, Liz. All right, we'll start out with episode 305. That synopsis is the CIA agent uh, Daniel Shaw, who played by wonderfully by guest star Brandon Routh, assigns Chuck to his first solo mission in Paris, ignoring Sarah and Casey's wishes. During the flight to France, Chuck befriends Hannah, uh, guest star Kristen Kruk, and flashes on another passenger, the imposing Hugo Panzer, played by guest star Stone Cold Steve Austin, a much-anticipated guest star. Uh, meanwhile, Casey helps Morgan battle Jeff and Lester for control of the Buy More. That's something we didn't talk about in our discussion about the episodes. That Morgan is now an assistant manager, and he was immediately uh, uh, had to face a rebellion led by Lester, and Jeff to an extent, but mostly Lester. And uh, their Fight Club-esque shenanigans. Oh, <laughs> those boys. Which was really kind of brutal. It was. And it led the way for Morgan to do some growing up and uh, Chuck to do some def- some fighting against uh, the ring. The, you know, that helped him out. So, um, But the, the battle continues. The battle continues. And this time Casey helps out and it's, it's pretty cool. It's going to be a, um, there's an homage there that a lot of people should pick up on. Yeah. So <laughs> don't miss it. Don't miss it. And that is Chuck versus first class, which airs this, this Monday, um, January the 25th. Or if you're in Canada on Sunday, January the 24th. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We also have the synopsis for episode 306, with, which is titled Chuck versus the Nacho Sampler. Ooh. <laughs> and in this one, Chuck must turn an enemy agent into a spy for the CIA. Chuck juggles his two lives as he trains new nerd herder Hannah, Hannah played by uh, Kristen Crook, and gets his very own asset who is caught up with the ring. Chuck thinks he can handle his asset all on his own, but Sarah and Casey feel the need to intercede. Meanwhile, Awesome must lie to Ellie when she starts to ask questions about Chuck and Morgan. Jeff and Lester do some recon work to learn more about Hannah. So, yeah, so Hannah, who we meet in 305, uh, does arrive at the Buy More and becomes an employee there. And so we'll find out a little bit more about what's going on with that character in 306, Chuck versus the Nacho Sampler. Yeah, my interest is peaked. Indeed. The title alone has me wondering what is going on well you know you can't have a title like that and not sit and watch the show without some nachos i think we really should turn it into a theme night i think so a nacho theme night yeah share your favorite nacho recipes i mean how many different ways can you make a nacho i can oh well you know people put lots of different toppings on them so that's true yeah, I think as long awesome. as you have chips and cheese, you can add anything else you want, and it counts as anything, doesn't it? Anything, jalapenos. Woo. <laughs> I think you're a little more excited about that than the episode. No, I've got a whole plan formulating. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, because well, I've recently my my oldest daughter has recently caught up on all the the previous seasons of Chuck, and is now watching Chuck with me on Monday nights. About time. 
I know, I know, right? So, and she loves nachos. All right. So I'm thinking she's she's pretty good with the uh, cooking skills. So, party at Liz's house. I'm thinking between the two of us. Yeah, I'm thinking. I think everybody should nacho night. That's right. I'm down with that. All right. All right. Followed by um, heartburn night. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on what you top it with. That's true. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we wanted to just point out that uh, or tease you that our next couple of episodes are going to be video casts. They will include interviews with Stone Cold Steve Austin from the set of Chuck and Kristen Crook also from the set of Chuck. So make sure that you are watching. And if you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe um, either to the RSS feed or you can subscribe on iTunes and uh, check us out. Watch for those. And uh, keep watching Chuck Monday nights, NBC. Yeah. Tell everybody else about it, too. Yep. Have a good one. See you next time, guys.